When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone is having a wonderful week. Here we are in the month of October. And again, this is just the beginning here, sort of of Q4. We want to end this this crazy year we've had on a positive note as we head into 2021. Again, it's never too late, again, to start working on your goals for your business and your personal life. This is the time to start doing it. Don't wait till the last minute. This has been a great year to reflect and to really revamp where you are moving forward so that you could be proactive to come out ahead of the curve and whatever is important to you in your business and your personal life. If this is an area that uh, you need to have addressed, we encourage you to you know, put that as a priority. And here at Sustainable Success, uh, as an executive coach, I'd be happy to help you. You can reach out to us here at Sustainable Success at chris at christophersalem.com. And again, those that are new to sustainable success, again, I'm glad that you found us here on the Voice American Influencers channel, and you could also find us on Spotify and iTunes and our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Come by and visit us, leave any comments, and again, you'll find great value in terms of insights of the many great guests that we've had on, sharing their wisdom and insight to really enhance and take your business and personal life to the next level. Today's show is being brought to you today by the Leadership Summit America. Uh, This is headed up by Sharon Bernstein, who is a good friend of mine. And again, this is going to be a live event, believe it or not. They're actually going to have it live in Albany, New York. That's going to be October 29th through the 30th. Jeff Hoffman, the co-founder of Priceline. Maybe some of you know who Jeff Hoffman is. He's no longer with Priceline. He will be the keynote speaker. And yes, it will be an in-person event. And they're taking every cautionary measure to make sure everyone's safe with social distancing, but it will provide in a safe environment an opportunity to network with people like Jeff, as well as Sharon Burstein and a host of other great experts that will be there. And I actually will be there myself speaking in the leadership area. So again, you can check them out at www.SharonBurstein.com forward slash leadership hyphen summit. So that's SharonBurstein.com forward slash leadership hyphen summit. And again, check it out. If you like to register and you happen to be in the Albany, New York area, we encourage you to be there. It's definitely an event not to miss. Today, we got a great guest and we're going to be talking about an area that is really true and dear to my heart, and that is in the leadership area. And we're going to be talking about the art of feminine leadership. And again, feminine leadership is leading the way in the new economy and companies, communities, and leaders are starting to embrace this style of leadership that is proven to be more effective. And we have a great guest today. Her name is her name is Asma Methqual. And before I uh, bring on Asma, I'm going to give you a brief background about her so you get a better understanding where this content is coming from. She is a soulful change maker, leadership mentor, business strategist, and an advocate of feminine leadership. Through her unique fire and flow process, she is passionate about empowering women leaders and executives worldwide to connect to their feminine power, 
gain absolute clarity and confidence, and experience aligned prosperity, purpose, and potential. Her mission is to create a harmony of fire and flow in the world. I love uh, that and that, you know, what she uses as those symbols of fire and flow. She is known for her authenticity, passion, and engaging conversations. Her clients love her dynamic and in-depth expertise in leadership, business, design, thinking, movement therapy, emotional intelligence, and appreciative inquiry. Without further ado, we welcome the CEO of Fire and Flow, Asma Methqual. Asma, how are you doing today? I am incredible. How about you, Chris? I am doing great for this wonderful month of October, and we are so honored to have you here today. And you and I got to know each other, actually, before all this craziness that we've been going through this year, back in January when you and I were at the EBC annual conference. That was the Evolutionary Business Council, which you and I are members of and and actively involved. And, you know, know, based upon talking to you, I got really just was so just so intrigued by what you're doing and all the great things you're doing for women leaders. So wanted to kind of start off as you know, to talk about what is feminine leadership and why is that, you know, something that women should embrace? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor. Um, yeah. Feminine leadership is really one of my biggest passion. Um, and the reason for that is when we talk really about feminine leadership, like we're not talking really gender specific, like these are energies that are entertained within all of us, but there is something magical that is happening right now in the world where there is this rise of feminine leadership and the rise of feminine power in terms of people are feeling that they want to be feeling more seen and connected and appreciated and we can all feel that, like especially this year with 2020 and all the amazing surprises this year brought to us. And so the old way of leadership isn't working anymore. Like people don't want to be told what to what to do. Like they don't want to mm. be order takers. That pyramidal way of leadership is not working, right? And so there is this rebalance right now that is starting to happen in the world, where a lot of people are realizing that they're not like human doing. They want to be more human being. They want to more connect to themselves. They want to more grow for themselves. And I think this year has brought us that this capacity for us to just slow down for the first time and to really go within. And feminine leadership is bringing all of that to the forefront uh, because it's all about that creativity and that collaboration and that nurturing and that empathy uh, that are like going to become like the new definition of what leadership will be in the future. Wow, that's so great. And so when you talk about, you know, when we look at feminine leadership, as you applied, I mean, obviously that, it aligns with women, but it also there's feminine energy, right? So men, any, you know, this is just, a, you know, an aspect of, of leadership, you know, clearly get more in depth if you can for the audience of, you know, like with all this change going on, where where this is really going to align and help us to really make, you know, shifts and changes in how we do things moving forward. Yeah, well, there are definitely like a lot of things, right? The masculine energy, or if you want to call it like the healthy masculine or the masculine leadership has many benefits to it. And there's a lot of principles and traits in it when they are done the right way are really like great, like being focused and, you know, like being like logical and being straightforward and creating that 
safe space and that presence that is there, right? Where the feminine is really bringing everything that has been missing or that we've been considering as something that is weak, right? And so for me, like when we think about feminine leadership and where the world is going, like we need to allow more creativity and innovation. We need to allow a space for integrity and having that softness and creating a space for collaboration. And so there are like four different levels where I see like the world is going in terms of leadership and the future and what the world is calling for. And one of them is uh, definitely a capacity to build safety, like creating an environment where people like feel like connected and there is that vulnerability that is back again and that connection and expression and empathy and humidity. And so all of these are traits and principles that really kept like down or that they were not considered important or when specific leaders or women, because those are more like stronger traits that women have than men. Like men have those as well, but like women have definitely, it's like their natural state. I've always been considered in the way with that business, like as something quick and as something uh, negative. And so expressing our emotion or being vulnerable and creating that space for people to share their mistakes vulnerably without being attacked or afraid that they're going to lose their job. Like those were all like considered like this is a way of doing business, which I consider it or I call it the wounded masculine way of doing business, Mm. the old way versus this new way. It's all about when you are at work, you are safe. Where you are working with this team, you are safe. We are creating this environment where you can be yourself and we're going to allow you to grow as a leader because if you grow yourself as a leader and you're able to express and feel that you are nurtured and appreciated and you feel seen and heard, then people will allow to create more of that collaboration and people end up now co-creating together versus just answering all uh, orders and just doing what they've been told. Because now, if you are able with the feminine leadership, one of the ways also likes to co-create. And that co-creation can only happen when you are really bringing all those feminine traits and really making people feel something now, not just like, listen, look at our business. It's growing. We're like making all our goals and all our numbers. But we want you now, when you come to the office, we want you to feel, feel that you are important and feel that you are part of something greater and that there is a big shared purpose that we're all here to do together. Mm, yeah, it's so true. And you made some points like about, you know, it, you know what we you know that we're in COVID and we're moving you know, as we move out of COVID. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of there's still going to be a lot of change, no matter, you know, even if we want to change with it or not, there's going to be change. And. With change, you know, you know, innovation, if we're going to have more innovation, you know, in the any type of situation, whether if it's in a company, whether if it's in a community or any type of organization, that has to bring engagement. It has to bring people together. And you mentioned something about being vulnerable and transparent. And, you know, a lot of times, especially in this case with men, we tend to look at that as a negative. But in reality, it's actually a strength because if we can't be vulnerable or transparent, 
and be open that we're going to make mistakes as long as we don't repeat them over and over. That's the only way we're going to grow, change, and become innovative. Can you just talk about the importance of that, you know, that, that vulnerability and transparency from a feminine leadership perspective, why that's so important, again, to reinforce that? Yeah, for sure. Um, Google has done, like, this amazing research, like Aristotle Research, and they were analyzing which teams were the most top-performing and what were their teams, his teams, bringing the most. Like, what is that number one characteristic that this team had and other didn't? And the number one that was at the top was called psychological safety. Right, And here's the thing. You can only create psychological safety with connection and inclusion, which are both feminine traits. Mm-hmm. Right, And so when we talk about connection, that means that when someone arrives into a, a group, the first thing they ask to themselves is like, am I going to be safe when I'm going to share something stupid? Or am I, I going to be accepted? Right, So there's always that element of connection and that element of inclusion. And so when a lot of things that are happening, and unfortunately when you look at a lot of research, like people are afraid to admit mistakes. Um, There's a lot of blaming that happens. Um, People are less likely to share a different point of view when they are in a meeting, right? Versus when you are creating that psychological safety, like people are open, they are more vulnerable. And it starts with the leader right? It's the leader is always the first one that needs to be able to embody that vulnerability, be able to admit mistakes, be able to say, I don't know how we're going to do that. We want to go there. We want to get there. That's our vision. That's our shared vision we create together. But I have no idea. I am open to ideas. I like being vulnerable and being open and also creating that space for innovation where people can come in and can co-create. There is a reason why Google is one of the leading companies because they are embracing that empowering environment where they are allowing people to just come in and innovate and no idea is, is a bad idea or is a wrong idea. And yeah. everybody is sharing openly, right? There's, so there's a lot of characteristics that when you look into them and when I was doing all my research, I'm like, wow, I, I love everything about appreciative in- inquiry. I love everything that has to do with strength-based methodologies. I love design thinking. And then when you look deep, you'll realize that most of them are leading from feminine principles and feminine traits. So there is something that has already been proven through research and and results that when you lead from empathy and you lead from co-creation and connection and inclusion and creating that safe space, you're able to create magic within your own company culture or within your own community. Mm. So powerful. And you are so right. I mean, again, that, you know, those terms like inclusion and connection are definite feminine uh, characteristics. Anyway, not to mention that men can't also, okay, they can because, but they, you know, tapping into that feminine side. We have about just about a minute left to the break, Asma. So I, you know, I would definitely want to expand upon, you know, some other key points in the art of feminine leadership. But if just in, in summary, if you can kind of summarize what we, talked about here in the first segment, you know, to really drive home for the listeners listening right now live, and then also we'll be listening on demand later. Yeah, that uh, the new way of doing business needs to be, like, impregnated in feminine traits and principles, bringing forth 
all that collaboration and co-creation and creating an environment of openness and vulnerability and increasing that psychological safety within a group. Like those are principles that will be like taking us to where we want to go in terms of success in the terms of the new economy. Great. Well, we got more to come from Asma in terms of art of feminine leadership. We have to go to break, but when we come right back, we got some other key information that she's going to be sharing, some key insights in how you can develop uh, feminine leadership in your organization, no matter what size you are. And we'll be right back after the break. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back to Sustainable Success. Again, if you're just joining us, we're here with uh, Asma Metquell again. She is the CEO of Fire and Flow. She is a connection catalyst and a growth strategist business strategist, and advocate of feminine leadership. Again, you can uh, listen to this show in its entirety later today. She had shared some great insight to uh, the foundation of what feminine leadership is, but we obviously got more to come here. So, Asma, as we look at you know leadership principles, you talked uh, about feminine uh, leadership principles, and we did touch a little bit on the masculine side, but obviously there's got to be harmony, right? Like the yin and the yang, there's masculine, there's um, feminine energy. Let's talk a little bit about like how, you know, we can really find that harmony with feminine leadership principles with masculine. If we talk a little bit also about the masculine side and how that kind of brings that harmony. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, and I'm all about the harmony of both. That's why uh, my business is called Fire and Flow, right? Uh, <laughs> the world right now, <laughs> the, 
the world right now is calling for the rise of the feminine uh, leadership and to use it as a beautiful way for us to keep moving forward and be inspired by it so we can be able to create that deep level of connection and belonging that we all craving as human beings, right? And when you go to work, you still want to be able to create that same feeling so people don't have that dissociation, right, between, oh, I have to, I'm happy when I'm at home and I hate when I'm at work, like, the, like work and life needs to be the same. Like, we need to have that same level of excitement and energy and, you know, like, when we when we do both. So, when we are starting to lead from those feminine, uh, like, unhealthy traits, feminine traits, right, uh, then we are able, like, to be inspired by it to create that beautiful, safe environment that we talked about earlier. And so, like everything, like we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, when we talk about feminine and masculine, like there is always that, when we talk about that in terms of energies, if we're going to go a little bit deeper on, in terms of spirituality, um, like we both, like, uh, like in terms of no gender, like we both have feminine and masculine. And so there is always those wounded uh, traits and there's those uh, healthy traits. So for masculine, for example, in terms of wounded, is more about when there's being aggressive, um, being uh, um, unstable, uh, being controlling, uh, being confrontational and dominant, right? So those ways right now are not working anymore to where we are going. And same thing, when we look at feminine, there's also wounded traits, right? Like the insecurity or the feeling of neediness or feeling powerless or having that victim mentality, right? And so when we have in our awareness that, okay, like there's feminine and masculine traits, that there's also like the healthy side of them and there is like the wounded side of them. So again, finding that balance then we're able after to have a better look in terms of what are the positive traits in terms of the masculine and the feminine. So when we look at masculine principles or traits that are available for us in, in leadership, another call, uh, being decisive, being ambitious, being logical, being focused, uh, being even innovative and confident, and dynamic and driven and direct, and those are masculine traits, right? And then when you look on the other side of feminine, which we already talked about them earlier, it's about that uh, intuitiveness, about the vulnerability, it's about uh, feeling uh, nurturing and being generous and being helpful and a team player and having that empathy and expression and softness creativity, right? And so when you see and you look at them both, there's also like, there are some research that has been done that also showcase that there's also those neutral that are in the middle, meaning like when you are able to create that beautiful balance between both, then you're able to become visionary. You'll become authentic. You'll become more eye-child, right? And you'll become more candid because you're able to flow from one principle to the other and you're able like to create it in a way that your own leadership is able to have the harmony of both and using the right principles in the right environment at the right time. Wow, that's powerful. That's right. Great, great stuff. And, you know, and how would you encourage like would be the best way for, you know, like any size organization, you know, to start, you know, is it start with awareness, you know, and then 
you know, again, looking at their situation and then just kind of addressing this like over time type of thing? No, there's there's definitely different ways. So awareness, of course, is always a good way, right? But it starts to, it starts really by going a little bit deeper and really re-looking at the vision and the mission and the culture of the company itself and then seeing what is it driven from, right? Um, like one of my best quotes is like, the culture of a company starts in its conversation, right? So it's that type of conversation that people are having about that culture and about that organization and really seeing is there, like if I need to look at my organization from a clean slate and a neutral, like how are the conversations, what is the quality of the conversations that we are having? within the organization, um, are our, is our vision, our mission, and our values co-created or were being told directly from leadership and from management? Um, what are the level of vulnerability and openness that we have within the organization, right? So there's different ways that a company can have, like, some surveys done and get people to be candid and give inputs and get feedback and really, like, looking from within. Like, we always think about within an organization, we want to find what is that core positive, what is the heartbeat of that organization and what it's coming from, right? So as leaders, it's always good to go back and really connect and go deeper with people and connect to what is the vision, what is the mission, and what are the thought, the conversations that people are having within the organization that we'll be able to bring forth so that we were able to include and integrate everybody together and co-create together. And I feel like that's what the future is calling for as well. Um, like a lot of organizations, the way business has been set has always been about what is our competitive advantage? Where are we going? Like how are we better than other people? And so for that, if it works for many years, and it's still working. It's always good to know how how are you unique and how are you different, and what makes you better. But like now, like the world is not calling for like how can I be how can I dominate a market. Like a lot of people now are getting turned off when they hear those words. But instead, one of the great concepts that I love by Gary Hamill in his book The Future of Management, which is an incredible book, it talks about evolutionary advantage. And what we mean by that, like when we talk about evolutionary advantage, is that in order for you to succeed as an organization in the future, you don't need just a competitive advantage because competitive advantage is about a certain set of time. And as you all know now with COVID-19 and what happened in 2020, a lot of organizations that was a competitive advantage in 2019 is not a competitive advantage in 2020 because that's just gone. Right, because for all the many reasons that happen, and that's why it's very important for a lot of leaders to start thinking about what is my, what is our evolutionary advantage, and how can we create it? Because you cannot just define it; you need to create it. And what we mean by evolutionary advantage is the capacity of an organization to crowdsource the wisdom within their own organization and within their own company, within their own team, in order for them to be able to adapt to the future and at the scale of 
the speed of what the future is coming from. And Google is doing an amazing job with that, and they always did. They were always ahead of the curve in terms of where we're going, how, where is the work is going, and what can we create. And they created this amazing, incredible, empowering environment, which we talked about earlier, that allows for people to um, encourage their voices, and people speak up, and people are pursuing passions. And they are crowdsourcing the wisdom, whether it's coming from the CEO or from the person that just started last week in the engineering department, all ideas are equal and they are able to take all of that knowledge and all of that wisdom and crowdsource it and co-create together. Wow, that's fabulous. That is, uh, and it, that, that to me is collaboration and connection to a T. So, so powerful as my, and I, you know, I love what, you know, what you're doing in this particular area to really bring this to light and really help, you know, organizations, you know, kind of see what, you know, what is going to be necessary to move forward. I wanted to kind of, unless you wanted to elaborate further in this area, I kind of want to just, you know, see, you know, from your perspective, you know, you know, the shift from a competitive advantage to an evolutionary advantage. You you talk about this quite a bit and I wanted to see, you know, the audience can really understand what that is and especially now what with what we're going through this shift in our in our not only in our economy but in our world what that means and how that could benefit uh, us going forward through the feminine leadership process yeah so an evolutionary advantage like i talked about is really like when we go down to the source is you will become an incredible leader if you are able to crowdsource the genius and the wisdom within your own organization and within your own people, whether it's a community or an organization or teams or fan club, wherever you have. And that capacity to crowdsource that wisdom become key. Um, And so I have been lucky to have worked with incredible leaders in the exchange approach and what the exchange approach is about is a way of facilitating where you are allowing to create a choreography of conversations within your organization that will allow you to crowdsource the wisdom right there. And so it all starts with the questions that we're asking. It all starts with that appreciative lens that we are going through in order for us to be able to imagine an amazing and incredible future that we want to create and bring right now. And so to give you an example, like one of the approaches that I personally use when I go to an organization and they're like, we would like to crowdsource the wisdom of our company to where we are headed after 2020. And so that's great. So the conversation that you want to be creating right now, the outcome of it is you want to be able to have clear actions that will allow you to get closer to a future that everybody within your organization is excited about, even with what's happening right now in the world and the state of the economy. Yes. Amazing. And so when I will go to an organization, I will always start like 
when we're going to have a workshop, whether it's a half day, two hours, or a full day, sometimes we do summit for three days. It depends really on the levels. We start with what is the purpose? Why are we here? Why does it matter for us to co-create a future together? And why do we want to create an evolutionary advantage for our organization? And then you start hearing the voices right there. And if that's what one of the keys that is really important, is you want to bring all the voices, everybody to speak. And also who are in the room is important, not just leaders not just team leaders, like some companies will even bring their competitors, will bring the bank representatives, they will bring all the people that they know that they are strategic partners, even the people that like clean like the, the, this office at night, and they bring everybody there and they're like, yeah, we're going to all work together to create something. So that diversity and inclusion of all the voices and giving people some activities that will allow them to work together to converge together and then come up with a solution is really amazing. And so we always go back after that into what are your superpowers, like uncovering the strengths and uncovering what makes us unique. What have we done that made us like one of the top companies or what have we created today? Because it's always important to bring people into a state of where they can reconnect again to their superpowers or to their strengths as an organization or as a team or as a person before you can take them into imagining an ideal future. Let's imagine a year from now. We are on a cover of a magazine. What have we done? What have we created? What did we do that really brought like all our superpowers together and were able to create something amazing? And here's the beauty, Chris. Like sometimes we will give a group like only 40 minutes and the magic that gets created in that moment is just incredible because they are able all to converge all their ideas and team them and come up with solutions. And most of the things that we hear from leaders, like we didn't even know all this wisdom was available within our organization. We always wanted to always bring in other people from the outside yeah. without thinking that people really right there have all the wisdom. And after that, what we finished, we said, okay, now that we know where the future what is the action, the aligned action we need to take now to get us closer to that future? And you end up having champions jumping on and saying, I want to lead that. I want to create that. I want to help with that goal. Because you were able to bring them all together, co-creating together an yeah. amazing future. Right? Wow. And so you can no, this even is great. getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so as, as well, we got to go to break. We got to go to break, but this is some great stuff. And I want to elaborate when we come back again, we're talking about the art of feminine leadership. And again, we highly encourage everyone that joined us here in the second segment to listen to the show on demand later today in its entirety. There is just a wealth of information that asthma has shared in this particular area. It, whether if you're a woman or a man, it does not matter how important this concept is moving forward in, in the uh, business world. With that being said, well, we got to go to break and we'll be right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. 
Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back to Sustainable Success. Our show is being brought to you today by Leadership America Summit, or in this case, Leadership Summit America. I had it backwards. Leadership Summit America. Sometimes I make those mistakes. With that being said, uh, this is an event that will be taking place at the end of October, October 29th through the 30th in Albany, New York. We highly encourage you to attend this event. It is a live event. This is New York, and they're taking all safety precautions in order to make sure everyone is safe. And this will be an event that will be bringing in some key leaders like Jeff Hoffman, the co-founder of Priceline. And what people don't know about Jeff Hoffman, he was also the pioneer of the airport kiosks that you see in airports. Jeff was the man behind that. I personally know him. He's a great guy, and we encourage you to check them out. So go to SharonBurstein.com forward slash leadership hyphen summit. If you'd like to get more information or if you know anybody in the, the New York area that would benefit from this leadership event, you're more than welcome to attend and get more information there. Again, that's Leadership Summit America at Sharon Burstein, B-U-R-S-T-E-I-N forward slash leadership hyphen summit. And again, check them out. We're here talking again with Asma Methqual. Again, she is an expert in the area of feminine leadership, among other types of leadership. She is the CEO, again, of Fire and Flow, and we've been talking about the art of feminine leadership. And again, we encourage everyone joining us even now to, again, listen to this show in its entirety on demand later today. With that being said, uh, Asma, can you talk about, again, some of the things that you call the four crucial ingredients that the future of leadership is calling for? Yeah. So through my different research and being immersed in different methodologies from appreciative inquiry, design thinking, strength-based management, positive psychology, and all of those, I defined like four key ingredients for the future uh, of leadership is calling for. And so I'll, I'll list all four of them and we can go deeper. The first one is the level of emotional intelligence, right? There is that importance of emotional intelligence right now more than ever, and leaders need to be able to get to be able to improve in their emotional intelligence. It is not about, uh, like, 
it's not about anymore like just numbers and data and like how you can like crush all those numbers, but it's about how you can connect deeply with people and also recognize and know yourself as a leader and be able to deal with your different emotional triggers for yourself. And then there's the quality of our conversations. There's the capacity to build safety and there's the speed of co-creation. So those are the four key areas um, that I believe um, that's where uh, like organizations and companies need to go um, to. And so let me know, Chris, how you want to do it, but happy like to go deeper in each one of those areas. Yeah, please do. If you could, you know, shed some insight, whatever you feel is best, Asma. Uh, I know our audience would greatly benefit because we have a lot of people here that are are, are in leadership roles uh, in what and why they do what they do. Yeah. So the first one is about emotional intelligence, right? So for everything that I do and my premise is grow the leader, grow the business. Like it always starts with us. It always starts with, with, with the leader. And so knowing and learning how to grow ourselves is key. And like you, you recognize, like since the beginning of our call, it's all about connection. Connection is so key. And so people need to learn to connect with themselves. And so emotional intelligence for me is different levels. One is recognizing and having the awareness about the emotions I am feeling at every different moment. Um, I am always surprised that there are over 3,000 different emotions in the world, and people only know 12. Mm. Right? It's, I'm, I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm loving, I'm loved. Like, there are like so many different layers. Of, of emotions and that people are not aware of. And so just increasing our own capacity and our vocabulary of this is exactly the emotion I'm feeling right now. I am not angry, right? Like there's like a different, like if go deeper and really like remove the layers and the assumptions and delve deeper into what is that emotion because the better you are able to express that emotion, the more you can connect it to what really is happening within yourself. And also, and mostly, you will be able to take responsibility of your own emotional triggers. And that's mm. very key. As a Absolutely. leader, you need to recognize your emotional triggers, and a lot of the leaders don't. And so for me, like, that is so key. And also, it's in our language and how we speak. Like, a lot of people say, I am happy, I am sad. Well. No, you are not happy or sad. You feel happy or you feel sad. And then if we go back to feminine, feminine leadership or feminine energy is about flow. It's going with the flow. It's going with the flow of emotions. The truth that is that every emotion is neutral. It is the assumption we're putting or the expectation we're putting into the emotion that makes it negative or positive. There is good anger and there is bad anger, right? And so people need also, like, when they are practicing, I always tell people, like, start using I feel. I feel sad when I think about how many people are hurting because of COVID-19. I feel hopeful when I think about the rise of feminine leadership and how many people can connect to their heart and connect to their being and connect to this soft, beautiful trait 
that will allow them to be an even more effective and incredible leader that will take their company to the next level mm. in a more aligned way, right? Can you see, like, just the level of, like, the conversation completely changes? It does And then it's not change. about blaming, right? And it's not about blaming. It's like, I feel, like, Chris, I feel um, sad when I think that I haven't heard from you for, like, a week, right? Like, even though it's not true. <laughs> but, like, I'm just giving an example. So, when me, I'm saying something like that, you're not feeling attacked. It's like, oh my God, this person just been open and vulnerable with me in this moment, sharing with me her truth, sharing with me her expression. And so as a leader, when you're able to connect it, you're doing different things. And I've learned all this technique from the incredible uh, people of UEQ that are now like changing the world in terms of emotional intelligence through card games. But it's just like, because one, what you're doing is recognizing your emotions, being aware of them. Stating them in a way that you say, I feel, not I am, which is very, very different. And also, you are connecting your emotion to an assumption. Because at the end of the day, it is just an assumption. It is just a story until you get it confirmed by the other person. And so you are able to do a lot in terms of healing your own emotional triggers, recognizing them, be able to express yourself better. Your whole level, I promise you, all your relationships and connections will completely change the moment you are more aware about your emotional intelligence and growing that emotional intelligence and recognizing your feelings and expressing them the right way. Yeah, absolutely. So that's number one, right? Um, another level also, like, also for this one is and I'm seeing that a lot in women. Um, it's unbelievable. That's, I always have three, four sessions with my private coaching client just on this. Asking for help. A lot of women have a hard time asking. And when you ask them, hey, I am here to serve you. How can I support you? They cannot, for the life of me, they cannot even answer the question. They're like, oh, uh, I don't know. Because they are so used to giving that they are not used to asking. And then again, with the emotional intelligence, the moment where you recognize your emotions, you're also able to recognize what you need and be able to express it. And so there's that art of asking that is also key because that will allow you to be open and be vulnerable and asking for help and asking for support because that's asking you into getting into your feminine. And a lot of women in high-level leadership role are wearing the masculine veil or the masculine mask and, like, really, like, hiding these beautiful, amazing feminine traits that they need now. They are crying for, like, they want to be, like, seen and, like, being celebrated again. And so recognizing that and being able to ask him for help and that through support that the leader can go better and bigger and create more together as a community uh, with cycle creation. Like, so as you could see, there's so many different levels of emotional intelligence. So that's number one. And then the second that is very tied to that is the quality of our conversation. The quality of the conversations. And I mentioned that earlier that you will recognize the culture of a company, if it's positive, if it's appreciative, or if it's toxic, by the conversations that that community or that organization is having. And so when you are able to ask questions or have conversations that are appreciative, 
even if there is a problem, even if there's an issue, it's always looking into what can we do, like looking for what the best of what was, what is, and what could be, and that is like the definition of appreciative inquiry. It's really always going in the lookout of appreciating what is the lessons I am learning today from COVID and what it created in my business. And as we all know, like, it is true. It is not the experience alone that matters. It's a reflection on the experience. And if you are able to have those conversations that will allow you to reflect and really go deeper and really have, like, these conversations that are meaningful and that are deep, where you really care, don't go and ask someone, hey, how are you today, if you don't care about the answer. Like, ask the question, what was the high point moment you had in the last few days? What was the thing that inspired you the most from listening to this podcast episode with Chris and Asma? And really, like, delve deeper and be curious, like having that authentic curiosity. And mostly and more than everything is about the purity of your intention when you are having that conversation. Like mm-hmm. one of the great quotes that I heard from the author of Fierce, conversation. Um, She's writing a new book called Fierce Love. And she said, you know, it is not about the relationship. The relationship is the conversation that we are having. Like even when we're talking about a romantic relationship, like a lot of people are like, oh no, I don't feel like I want to have to have that conversation again. But the truth is, is your whole relationship it's connected to the quality of those conversations that you're having. Your, your level of presence, your level of empathy, your level of curiosity, wanting to go deep and really willing to be there for that person and really have those conversations. And so those are one of the traits that or the levels that like leaders need to look at, whether in their personal life but also in their business in terms of how teams are talking to each other or about each other, right? And so recognizing, and then if there are like some flags, then in terms of, okay, great, well, can we bring in someone that can teach about appreciative conversations yeah. or conversations worth having? Um, if someone is having a hard time having a difficult conversation, how we can teach them, how they can have that conversation from an appreciative way, right? And so the quality of conversation is really key. And then the third level is the capacity to build safety. And it's basically about humanizing the environment, the work environment. And I, we know now everything is happening through a video that is like still bringing that ability to encourage voices. Like as a leader... Making sure that yep. if I'm having a conversation or a Zoom conversation, I make sure everybody has spoken. Everybody has said one word. Everybody has answered the questions. Not letting the people that have not said anything, like, leave them there. Yep. Really creating and opening a conversation that will allow for that, right? And then finally, um, and I know we talked a lot about building safety earlier, and finally is the speed of co-creation. And it's going back to what we talk about evolutionary advantage. It's setting up ways and processes within the organization where you can go deep and have this crowdsourcing wisdom activities where everybody jumps on and like this is the, what we want to like this is like the what we want to work on. 
how can we all bring all the voices together, how we can team everything, present it, and create something together and really co-creating wow. in a way that it becomes part of the organization. It becomes part of well, a process yeah. that is impregnated, right? Well, this is great, Asma, and, and, and I, I could go on, but we, we have about just about a less than a minute and a half left, and I want to make sure people can find, because I want people to reach out to you to get more information and how you can help them in this particular area. If you can let the guests know, or the guests, I mean, the, the listeners know and those listening later, what is the best way to get in contact with you and anything you like to offer them as an incentive? Yeah, for sure. I am available on LinkedIn as Asma Metcal. I am quite active also on my Instagram. It's uh, underscore I am Asma, A-S-M-A-A underscore. And my website, fireandflowharmony.com. Um, you will be able to find all the information. And I also created an ebook, and it's called The Rise of Feminine Leadership, Five Ways to Lead Your Life and Business in a Different Way, a New Way. And I have created it in uh, the link iamasma.com slash um, sustainable-success. So Absolutely. We're going to have a link to- for everybody available uh, so that we'll put that in the sh- into the show notes, so that everyone will have access to the free ebook that Asma referenced. We'll also have Asma's contact information there as well. We encourage you to check it out. Asma, I want to thank you dearly for taking time out of your busy day to join us here at Sustainable Success. We are so appreciative of everything that you're doing, and guests, we're so appreciative of you coming in each and every week that we can deliver content like you've heard today from asthma to really help you take your business and personal life to the next level. And again, we hope everyone enjoys the rest of their week and we can get through Q4 on a positive note as we head into 2021, which will be right around the corner. It's hard to believe how quick it's happening and we can get beyond this crazy year, but in a good way. With that being said, have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.